I had no idea of the topic of our podcast until just a few moments with the person I interviewed in this podcast. Last year, when I booked Claire Terry from the incredible and iconic Wellington retail business, Madam Fancy Pants, to come on the show, it was all about brand voice and social media and marketing. And on the morning of the podcast recording and the day after New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's shock resignation, Claire and I chatted on the phone just before. She had news and she thought, maybe I might not want to have her on the podcast at all. Claire had watched Jacinda's speech and had also wondered about the timing of that. She had completed a press release that was due to go out just after our podcast recording that echoed much of what Jacinda Ardern had said around there being nothing left in the tank and that that had to change. Madam Fancy Pants is a firm favourite for thousands of Kiwis, both in-store and online. And Claire announced the 20th of January that she had made the very difficult decision to close her flagship store in Cuba Street after having a shop in Wellington since 2006. While she's still running a store in Greytown, and it's beautiful, and her online store, this was a huge decision and change for Claire and her team. Claire was open to share with me and you her journey to this decision point, why it was this positive change and a positive choice rather than a forced decision and how important that is for us as small business owners to keep that power and what she's hoping to discover and jump into once the store closes in February. I've talked to a lot of small business owners who've come into 2023, 2023 tired, not quite 2023. Some feel they need to make a change to shut off part of their business or step away completely. A business evolves and changes over its lifetime. And if you're in a waiting place, finding business hard or want to check in with what the warning signs could be, this podcast is very much for you. And I want to say thank you to Claire. Her generosity in sharing this story really touched me and I hope you also love her honesty as much as I did. Welcome, this is Mabbit Marketing and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. And welcome to the Map It Marketing podcast. I am your host, Rachel Claver, and we've got an amazing guest today, Claire Terry. She is the owner of Madam Fancy Pants, and it is a store that I absolutely adore. Um, just the brand, the whole brand is just absolutely delightful. Um, it is a Wellington region-based business. Now, Claire and I had a plan for today which we have taken AWOL, which is my favorite way of having a podcast. Let's be honest. I always like running things <laughs> um, as a change. Um, we were originally going to talk about, and we'll probably touch on anyway, about the branding and, and getting that voice and consistency. Um, I love Madam Fancy Pants socials. We'll link to them so that you can see they'll still be awesome with some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, but we did a bit of a, a pivot and it's a perfect pivot, I think, or the timing. This podcast will be coming out in a few weeks' time. I've just bumped it a little bit closer. But it is the day after Jacinda Ardern announced her resignation uh, as Prime Minister of New Zealand. And some of the things that she said in her speech to me really hit a bone on how a, a chord of how I was feeling four or five years ago in the business. And literally, this is the first year in three years that I have not started the year exhausted. Uh, and I know a lot of small business owners I'm talking to are at breaking points trying to decide whether they'll stay in the business or not. And then when Claire and I were talking briefly before the podcast and a call 
Uh, Claire said that today she has got a press release coming out, and I'll, I'll get her to explain that, um, which indicates a change that's coming for Madam Fancy Pants um, that is um, an echo, a little bit of the, the story of the journey that Jacinda has been going through. Sorry, Jacinda, I know we have met personally, but I do feel it's a little bit rude to call the Prime Minister by the first name. But anyway, um, but, but hey, Jacinda, if you're listening. Uh, uh, but I, I think I, I really wanted to talk about this because I posted this in the Facebook group, a little bit of the excerpt from Jacinda's uh, speech and so many business owners in there said, this is how I feel. I am thinking about what I need to do. How do I need to change this business so that I'm not exhausted all the time? And I and, and so Claire and I agreed, um, thankfully Claire agreed, that we'll talk about this instead because I think it's a powerful message. So um, with all that vague, vague booking that I've just <laughs> done, um, Claire, do you want to start by just introducing yourself to everyone and, and what Madam Fancy Pants is um, and, and who you are? Yeah, and welcome, by the way. Kia ora, morena. Um, thank you, Namahi, so much for having me um, here to share our story, Rachel. So thank you, and thank you for the, um, the flexibility as a, as a person to, to pivot into the discussion that we'll move into today. Um, so yeah, so my name is Claire, Claire Terry, and I own um, a business called Madam Fancy Pants, a retail store. Um, she first started all the way up the top of Plymouth Steps in 2006. Um, and then after a short while, I realized that people were okay with walking up a hundred million steps, but they didn't love it. <laughs> it's <laughs> not best to come sweaty into a shop where you're going to put clothes on. Yeah. I think that's the key, right? Yeah. Like, here's a glass of water, have a seat, <laughs> pull yourself together. And then, you know, once you've just regained your blood pressure and everything's okay, then you can have a look around. Um, so then we moved, I was like, you know, maybe it'd be nice to move down, down a hundred or so steps. And we moved down to the space in Cuba Strip 217, which was our first home for 10 years. And then we kind of, you know, grew and changed. And I was like, oh, this shop is feeling a little tight. Would be nice to be a little bit bigger. And then the store just happened to come available two doors up. And that's where we've been since. And then also uh, at the beginning of the, the pandemic, during the first lockdown, I took on a space in Greytown to help yeah, I was like, yeah. you know what? I was like, this is like my Broadway. If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. Can I just, before we, sorry to interrupt it, but I think it's really interesting because I was talking to quite a lot, I've talked to many business owners in the last few years, but I think it's really interesting. There was an energy, a beginning energy in 2020 of people doing, stepping out into stuff and mm. launching things. And then this, because it happened to us too, we just launched mm. into Australia and it was like moving forward. I had speaking gigs there and, and then it's like this weird thing that we had this weird, this new fresh energy and then suddenly pandemic. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think there was a moment where you're like, maybe I've got time during this initial pandemic moment to, to do things. And maybe mm. this is going to be space to do things. But then yes. it just went on. <laughs> yes. And everyone this space thing got old. This space yeah, thing got, got old. Pretty quick. Yeah, got <laughs> old pretty quick. children at home all the time. Oh yeah. And yeah. I love I my husband, like, work with him, but and the husband at home all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I had people like retired people being like, I've just been gardening. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I'm so sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so ripped off, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've been there since and and of course we have our online presence, which we've had since I think I think I opened the website a couple of years after 2006. So we had it, the, the, the website. It's a long time to have it online. 
Yeah, as soon as I could, I was like, hmm, mm, that's something we should do. <laughs> now, again, I'm going to interrupt you because I've, I've bought not many things um, because my size <laughs> have been shifting, but I, I do buy a little few things when it's um, in the mail yeah. because then I'm like, if I only wear it for a few months, I can justify it. It will change yeah. once I, I'm more stable in my size. But um, I will just tell people that you are one of my favorite places to order from, yeah. not just because the website's great, but I have a personal love of feeling like you you matter to the person that you've bought from and mm. you do all that stuff right you do your e automated emails are very personable they feel like you're talking directly to me uh and I know we weren't, we weren't talking about this today but I want to mention it because <laughs> I think it's really beautiful and you get a card and it's handwritten on the card you know with a little comment and I feel so valued I feel like Claire, I'm actually Claire's best friend today <laughs> I literally feel that way like I'm just like I, I love never, it I never, you know I never met her in person but I'm actually now her best friend it's it's wrapped and I know that's not perfect for the environment people but you know I like to have a present if I've bought something on the internet I want to feel like it's a gift mm. and it just the whole process is delightful and you do e-commerce super well which I, I'm also partly saying because I know this is going to be very important later for you so <laughs> but I but I do I think you do that e-commerce side amazingly beautifully well thank you but it is it's such a huge part if you're going to do it yes do it well like yes. and and make it a part of that thing because I want I want all our customers all over New Zealand or internationally sometimes to feel like oh, this is what it could be like if I came into the store, you know. Yeah. They see me, they recognize me, you know. I'm like, has this person come in before? I'm like, it's nice to see you again, you know. It's thank you for coming into our little slice of the internet. It's a huge internet out there. Out there. So thank you for finding us because you didn't have to. And yeah. so that's really special that you chose. You chose me and all I, think of, all I can think of is um, uh, what's his name in Simpsons? Choo, choo, choose you. <laughs> it should be and yeah. that's what it should be I think that kind of respect between you choosing us as a customer and us being like I see that I recognize that and I want this to be special for you even if you're just gifting for yourself I'm like I want it to be like oh this is exciting What's I've got a here? I've got a very funny story which I have never I don't think I've ever told on this podcast um we had a client once who sold these medicinal socks they're very very expensive I can't tell you what they are because it would be really bad but years ago <laughs> Um, but they were $50 each that like these socks were expensive socks mm. and um, one of my team bought a, a pair for all of her male family members so she had like bought four pairs yeah. he wanted to save on postage so he took all the wrapping and all the the stuff off them the brand like any of the stuff on them and then rolled them tightly so they're $50 each so she spent 200 bucks on four mm -hmm. pieces of socks mm -hmm. That's a and lot so, of socks. Yeah, it's you know? a lot of socks. Yeah. And so he took all the packaging off and mm -hmm. undid everything and then rolled them really tightly and squished them into the smallest post bag he could. No note, nothing, and mm -hmm. sent it to her and couldn't understand why she'd be a little bit upset that she hadn't quite got the luxe experience that she mm -hmm. was expecting for $50 socks. And yeah. I think it's a really good way of going. You know, there are such a you need to think if you're coming to a store that's like yours, which has got beautiful clothes, beautiful stationery and all those lovely delectable things, you do want to feel like you've had that experience. A hundred percent. And that's it. You should be opening up. I mean, if I had my way, you know, if like, if I could wonka vision things or something, you know, <laughs> like I'd open up and I'd be like, 
welcome to me, you know, a little poo poo, like, wow, yeah. thank you, you know, like the the only the best scene in, in uh lab actually is the Mr. Yes. Bean Ron Atkins, like that. If I could just do that for yes. every single customer, I would just be so happy, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, I, I, I gotta balance, that. I gotta balance the eco with the the you know the thought and all these kinds of things. So yeah, so you're in Greytown, aren't you? For the is that right, Greytown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you've got and you call it. I can't say this word. Atelier. Is that how you say it? Atelier. Oh, the atelier. 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 <laughs> um, uh, the, so, yeah, which just means workshop. So if oh, I okay, say cool. atelier workshop, it's a much it's fancy way of saying it. I always go. I need to go to an atelier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just a fancy word for it's just a I think it's like a French or you know European word for workshop. I don't want to like, go to a workshop, I want to go to an atelier. I know exactly. I exactly. mainly want to spend more money because it's in an atelier. <laughs> um, so you have like a, a shop space and then like a little atelier, is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and is, is right. that without trying to like, um, like DOS, uh, is it dosing on the, on the internet? Um, uh, you live in that area, so that's kind of closer to yeah. where you live. So for going into Cuba Street, it's going across all that the stuff. Hill. The, the hills. Yeah. yeah, we did it once, and we got caught in like a traffic jam. And I was like, "This is not a pleasant experience." So, so that's so that would have been like all of that stuff. So in the pandemic, if you're living out there, and then there's all this stuff happening in Cuba Street, Cuba Street, and it's kind of like being almost cut off from one of your babies. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Because we couldn't even during the pandemic. If I lived over in Wellington, I probably could have just nipped into the store because it's close mm-hmm. by. It would have been fine, but I couldn't do any of that. Yeah. It was just a ghost for you know because we couldn't go in there, you know. And obviously lockdowns and stuff. Like Wellington is quite has been one of the things with Wellington is because of all of the government workers and government workers people who work in government and all the other people it's yeah. been always been a very condensed city like my kids live there all want to live there one of them already does one's about to um and it's a very condensed city you can walk everywhere but mm. it became quite a ghost town for quite a long time eh? like people were opting to work from home even when they didn't have to so would mm. the, what was the impact for cuba street it was huge it was yeah. just sad sad space it really really was and I think that because we're so used to seeing Cuba Street as this bustling creative vibe just all these things and all of a sudden to see it just desolate somewhat like you know when you think about like a a desert and you see the rolly weedy things you're just like you know um so it just felt like that it just felt like it had just lost a lot you know and especially and I think it really actually even intensified when we had the protests that was really like that was was a Wellington wide thing you know people were like oh it's just around where the the government was in the beehive and it wasn't because that's the entrance to the city that's the beginning of Wellington and if people see that they're like you know with any you know with any kind of obstacle people see an obstacle and go no yeah this is true no and so they kind of think oh that's right by the train station I don't think I'm going to be doing going into it it was really huge and that flow-on effect was quite it was long it wasn't just February it was months and months afterwards so yeah it was it was yeah it was a really really tricky time for so many businesses so So many so let's let's talk a little bit about what you have sent out today a press release Mm. today and then we might talk a little bit about kind of the processes that have led to that a bit without getting you too down <laughs> let me know if you need but so you sent a press release today about Madame Fancy Pants what what's it say essentially it essentially says 
pretty much what Jacinda just said yesterday mm-hmm. but on, on a kind of more positive note I guess I've kind of basically take notes from her um speech there <laughs> I was wondering I was like well, was she taking notes was she in my email because we just said some very similar things just that we just aligned her and I oh, that's funny She's the leader of five million and I'm the leader of five, you know. It's the same thing. You're both in Wellington. (laughs) You both commute to Wellington. We're basically soul sisters. Um, (laughs) You both have children. I know. We actually, our child, our our children, uh, Neve and my my son, are pretty much almost the same age exactly. There we go. I was like, oh, when she was on, you know, I'm going to be the prime minister, I'm having a baby. And I was like, how? I can really this together. I've had a couple of little chats to her because um I I I was connected to her long before she became um prime minister and so I'm one of the few people she she um still follows on Instagram mm. shows her anyway um occasionally <laughs> I night. Um, I'm locked out of my Instagram so I can't do that this time around oh, I I think that out of all the things I've probably ever said to her mainly have been about that thing I was a working mum with three kids a single mum I mm. I have so much admiration for her and I it's really hard because I think when you're a mum and a woman you sometimes think do I have to be judged on this can't I just be a business owner but there yeah. is a thing about having to make a conscious choice to go I'm going to choose to do this thing and I used to travel a lot for work and I would just walk out the door and go they're in they're in God's hands now they're in the nanny's <laughs> hands or they're in they're in the carer's hands and I didn't want to be a talk to about parenting stuff while I was traveling because I'm like I'm in my business zone now so I, I can understand cutting that and doing that and then but I'd have to come back and I'd come back and one of them would be throwing a tent to tantrum or something like that and I'd be like well that whole speaking gig I had where everyone was clapping at me does not feel like the same person <laughs> that's trying to deal with the tent to tantrum right now no, no I totally it's totally. hard it's really it is really hard because yeah, you do you want to be like oh I'm I'm business I'm doing this but I'm like but I am I am also a mother and I have these mm. people these little people that are yeah. wanting me and needing me and and trying to separate the two is really difficult it is hard it's hard and and we can go oh well you know what about like dad to work it is still so culturally different mm. and 100%. we are judged so differently yeah. Like a good dad, a good dad is the one that comes and makes dinner once a week. Mm-hmm. And you're a crappy mom if you get a takeaway because you're tired. Like it's just yeah. this kind of crazy. Yeah. But people, it doesn't change. I mean, I think I remember Tammy Nielsen when she was on one of her tours She's last on. year, maybe a couple of years ago, someone actually asked her where her children were. Yeah. And you're like, are you I was like I just read that and I was like I went from zero to fume I was like yeah. oh no you didn't like are you would you we what yeah. I, I literally couldn't even I was just oh. like I was so furious for her yeah so, no it is it's a hard thing anyway I got your side yeah. so <laughs> you did a just send a type press release yeah. today and so, what snapshot of it so basically, it's a Madam Fancy Pants Cuba Street is is closing its doors late February after almost seventeen years on in Cuba. It's a huge, huge thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty big. Um, and saying it like with any any relationship, like mm. for, you know, personal relationship or business relationship, it's not something that you take on lightly. Like I I think about the decisions over the last few years that I've been thinking on it and thinking and going, no, and yes, and what if, and how, and mm. what, and, you know, what does this look like? What does that look like? And then I could, when, you know, when Jacinda announced, I was like, she has been thinking on this for yeah. years. Like, 
probably since she had her baby you know like it's been a decision that's been weighing on her shoulders just like any person that has these big decisions to make you're like it's not just like you wake up one day and go I don't feel like doing that anymore you know that's it Um, it is yeah I think that that is, uh, you know, we talked briefly beforehand and there's some stuff we won't talk about here because when there's a closing of a store or a business or a change in a business, there's stuff that you can't talk about because it involves other people. And so we're just mm. going to keep off mm. those things. But I I think that one of the things I learned when we went through this six, six or seven years ago, whenever it was, was that you, it looks like it's an out of the blue decision, but but you it's because a business owner will have the 3 a.m. wake-ups for, for months on end with the panic and the thinking things through and trying to try something and going, how far will I go? Like, I know for me and Rod, our thing was, we will not lose our house. That was mm. our rule. We will not lose our house. Well, we got down, I think I said to you, to like $15,000 of our revolving credit, which was significant revolving credit, left in it. And yeah. I was like, we have to make decisions now. And I, I haven't shared this, but the day that I caught him ringing up do because we went to the bank and they said they wouldn't give us money because we went, you know, to, to extend stuff and that he was ringing like a third tier. Um, oh, the scary like, people. Yeah. Like a scary person. Oh, so and I was like, I heard him on the phone and I was like, Nope, this is it. I'm not doing yeah. this. I am not risking everything for a, a business. That's got a model that's broken for us now. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear it. And I feel the same way. Like that's one of one of the big decisions was last year. I've never had to, I may not have always paid myself the mm-hmm. best, but I've never had to put money, my own <clears throat> personal money into the business. Yeah. And I've always really held my head high about like- That's a really sure powerful I've, thing for retail, you know, yeah. Yeah, sure, I've maybe only paid myself half of minimum wage or, you know, like <laughs> maybe I didn't pay myself. Maybe that's going to change. We're going to change yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> But I've never had to reverse money back yeah. into the business. And that's last year I had to do a significant amount of that. Mm. And my, you know, my accountant said, this is what you're down. And that's why you had to do this. And I was like, oh, so it's not me just making it up. It was actually like, this is, this is a situation. And it's I was not like, you just going, maybe I've been overspending a little bit. No, no, it's yeah. not. Sometimes and we so, can feel that way when we're in the treadmill. We're like, mm. oh, it's not the business's fault. This is obviously my fault for yeah. mismanaging things. And then you don't yeah. see that actually the sales are really down, but I just don't want it. Because I think we, when we're stressed, we don't want to look at it. Mm. So it's like, it's, like it's not an option. I'm not ooh. even looking at it. Yeah. And it's too hard. It's quite, conf- it's a very confronting thing to do to, look at but I am I'm in a, a quick pivot side mode I am working with my accountant on the profit first kind of model of which I, I love that yeah we love I wish, oh my goodness I wish if I could give any potential business owner about to move into business right now yeah. if I could go back and tell 17 years ago clear this is what you should do mm. I think I think I mean pink things may not look different but I feel like I would have felt more confident with my money and the I management. think I think it makes you make better decisions like and it helps you pull the plug a little bit earlier I will tell you that the first time I read it I was in holiday in Fiji and the business was this is before the rock bottom and I had someone who was at the end of their contract um, and wasn't really she'd been on a temporary contract and she wasn't really in the zone with what we we're doing and we didn't need her she was extra mm-hmm. and so I told everyone that we're us not going to renew her contract and I was so I hated being the, the main person she walked into the meeting and came out with a pay rise and an extended contract 
Like oh. I had such poor boundaries around this stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but Profit First turned everything around for us. And I'll recommend to you Fix This Next by Mike Michalowicz as well. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. But I like I, th- I agree with you. Um, it's, it's good to have an accountant who can support you in that. Mm. Really good. Yeah. yeah um, she's amazing. My accountant is just. She's so you, you're closing Cuba Street. And when does that happen? That's going to be happening. Our last trading day there will be the 23rd, Thursday, the 23rd of February. That's so just a month and a bit away. And I was kind of, I had actually brought it forward a little bit for for other reasons for staffing. And there's a few other things in mind there. Um, And yeah, but I was like, this feels right. I feel like that's a good time to be able to do it. That's achievable. It's quite soon, but I can work towards that. And I think that it's just going to give, I can see the space afterwards. Yes. I can see the space that I'm going to have. In, your, in the breathing, oh, in the head. All in my, my personal, yeah. like physical, my inner self, my physical space and my business space, my family. I can just see the space that I'm going to have to work on things differently. Because we've talked privately, sorry to take bring a private conversation, but we've talked privately on Instagram about like that feeling of health and wellness as a business owner and how hard yeah. it is to get that balance right, especially when you're mom and you're a business owner and you've got a thing around. I, I do think that we often underestimate the sheer toll having a business has on our health, not just our mental health, but just the mental health means that we don't have space in our heads to get the energy to do things for ourselves. Self-care goes out the window because you feel weird and funny about doing self-care when everything else feels like it's going down the ship, which is actually the time we should have it, right? Which is actually the time I should be like, right, I'm just going to go for a walk or I'm going to yes, go to gym, I'm but you go to Pilates or I'm going to do energy that. to do that. Oh, you're, tr- you're scraping the barrel. Yeah. And it's, you know? and, and I think people who go, oh, you should just be like mindful. And I'm like, there is an energy to turn the ship around on your own self-care that when you have nothing in the tank, you mm. literally don't have the energy to, to turn the steering wheel. Pull that wheel on. around. You really yeah. don't. Yeah. And that, and that's where I'm getting to the point where I don't, I don't want the store the Cuba Street store to end up at a place where I'm on the train and I am I'm on the train I don't want to become the mayor of resentful yes you know? that's a good line I just don't want to become I'm on, I'm on the train I'm like duh, 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 over to the oh, oh I can see it ahead oh yeah. you know and I and I, I'll share this I said um so to one of my store manager in Cuba Street I got COVID like two days before Christmas just before about to go on this awesome. organized holiday and it was like it just mucked up you know it, it was so many people had this happen but it just I was so looking forward to this break with some friends and reading my books I had six books that I'd got up from the library I was so excited and then I was like boom COVID and then so I was sick for quite some time and then I got back we got back to work and my store manager started back and she messaged me at the end of her first day back and she's like oh I've got COVID and I was just and I've I've talked about this and I've kind of joked with her I was like and I got really angry and I was like why didn't you get COVID at the beginning of your holiday like what's what's blah 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 moo boo hoo hoo you know why didn't you get it freaking freaking this freaking that and then I was like that's not cool Claire she didn't intend to get she doesn't want COVID it's not like she wants to be sick and I was like you're making the right decision yeah you know because I was like if that's how feeling where I'm just like angry because someone gets sick and mm. and because I have to cover I have to change all my plans yes. and I have to, yeah know. and you and you're having to because I've got I've got a couple of clients that are in retail and I've had this conversation a lot with them where they they're trying to work out is this good for me to stay in it even ones where the it's even with retail 
where the business is actually thriving, where there isn't mm. a financial reason, where the brand, where the business is actually totally thriving and they've still get, they're still meeting budget, like even those ones, and there's not that many of those in retail at the moment, like retail's mm. hard. Yeah. Um, they Their last year for them was harder than the other years because you have that constant, I'm away for COVID. And I think this is, we found this last year, our business, it relies on the business owner to have the headspace to work with us. Exactly. And last year, no one had that because they either couldn't get staff or their staff were constantly sick. And so they constantly had to close or do things and they're having to jump in and be in the business. Mm, yeah, and, on the business. Yeah, yeah, and this year it's been really interesting. We're three or four weeks in and the leads are coming through. People are ready. They've got more, some of those people have more energy. But I know it's just going to take another wash for mm. those people to go, oh no, I can't do that again every business is still being impacted by COVID totally. and retail man <coughs> retail and hospitality those service yeah those service-based ones and that's what I thought I kind of went one of my thinking my thought process was I if this winter and this year is like last year you're too far I gone will, I will lose my mind yeah. I will actually become just a shell of myself and I'm no good to anybody yeah no good to myself no good to my family no good to my team no good to my friends you know the whole kit kabuto I was like if 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 it is and I'm like I am not prepared to take that risk you know I'm just I just can't so I really want to make this super clear because you're not closing your business you're just closing a store yes Um, and you're evolving the business you're not you are evolving the business and you are taking some of the things that work better with who you are and your needs and stuff like that so what will madam fancy pants look like once cuba sheet's gone yeah so that's it's really good and and i again i think i feel quite positive about the space that i'm going to be in so having the Greytown store which is close to where i live Mm. it's smaller it kind of i when i open the store I thought, because it's quite a tiny little town, I'm not sure if you've been there, it's quite Yeah, it's gorgeous in town. And kind of sometimes it's annoying that things close early, but I was like, if I'm going to open a second store that I'm physically in more, I want to have the hours that work for me and my family. And so we have a lot shorter hours there. You know, Wellington, it's kind of not acceptable to be not open outside of 10 and 6. If you're closed in those hours, then you're, you know, you're done. You know, what are you going to, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, we're open quite short hours and they kind of work with um, my family schedule and it just mm. it just works a little bit better for us and me. And I think that's something that, you know, um, working through uh, Dr. Rebecca Ray's Setting Boundaries book has really been helping with that. Actually, my business is not a public, it's not a public business. It's yeah. for the public, but I own it as a bit and I get to Gosh. set my own boundaries. I really like that because it's funny as a, I got into an argument with someone on the internet um she was talking about how retailers shouldn't set their own boundaries because they should just be available to everyone and she's like I'm available to everyone all the time and I was like it's not your business it's their business if they can work profitably and in the hours they suit I Mm. think it's the same as me I only have two client facing days a week Mm. and I was saying to someone the other day you know if someone says to me oh no I can only come on a Friday I'll be like well that's not a day I work Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll go okay I'll book in on the Wednesday yeah yeah you know and like it's, it's so important I think and I because I had a customer it was a day usually I can water off a duck's back people's mm-hmm. comments or things that happen in store but this one day this woman came in and was just like you're never open 
<laughs> in the Greyhound store. So you never open when I'm here. She was literally there though, right? And she was there that day. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and she and she was like, I was like, oh, well, you know, our hours are on our website. They're on Google. We're very clear. They're on our door. We're very open with the hours that we're open. And she was like, no, but you're not open the hours that I want you to be. And I was like, I said, well, actually staffing is quite difficult right now. We're looking for staff. I have a family. We can't just be open willy-nilly all the time. And also I've, I've recognized as well the hours that work for us to just be open like there's no mm. point in me being open until 6 p.m because no, no one's shopping till 6 p.m in great no time. no because they're going home and having time with they're there because yes. they want to be with their family yeah and to be honest I would maybe I'm just like ranty and old now but I I would love I think maybe we should go back to being closed on Sundays everyone oh, no, you know? I like I like I quite <laughs> oh, like it New Zealand I have oh I feel like I remember when said I'm so old I am 51 um I remember <laughs> when Saturday morning shopping came in it wasn't yeah. even the whole Saturday it was Saturday yeah, it was morning midday. yeah and then I remember the uproar when Sunday hmm. shopping came in, like churches were like, this is the end of New Zealand. This is not going to be okay. But I like, I, yeah. Do I get frustrating sometimes when I, when a shop's not open? Sometimes I do, but you know what? It's not our, it makes me kind of want it more. It's like playing hmm. a little hard to get. That's the way I see it. Yeah. It's, yeah, not, a it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's not that you need, it's not police. You know, they, there are things that need to be open. Yes all hours and there yeah. are things that don't and I'm like maybe as a people we've kind of become too used to the convenience of things mm -hmm. and I mean and which is tricky because I'm like at the end of the day most places uh, retail places have an online presence and if you really want it pop it online pick it yeah. up the next day you know and yeah it's, it's tricky because I, I think that people need to have that space and I think that allowing yourself to be like actually this works for me and this works for my family and I'm sorry it doesn't work for you but these are the boundaries that we need to be setting within ourselves um love it um you are not just doing Greytown you're also keeping online yes so we're keeping online um I like to think and like we we're talking about before I really enjoy the online side of things I really enjoy I've come around I, I have a love hate with social media but generally speaking when I'm in a good space I'm like social media is fun it should be fun it should be about sharing and connecting and it should be real as well I think that's one thing that I, I yes. try to focus on, on social media it's like I don't look like I don't look amazing but I'm gonna get on you know you need to see how I look I'm like yeah I'm wearing a cute dress but my hair looks like shit because my child was whatever oh, your hair looks night. great your hair looks great but you I know? do think I think it is really important I I had this conversation a lot with business owners where I'm like like I, I'm worse. Like my hair is barely done today and I am still tired. I was in Christchurch this week. So I'm still tired from that. So I feel like I've got very baggy eyes today and um, I will rock up. Like I, you'll see my Instagram stories. I've got ones where I'm like wearing a gym t-shirt, like, and I'm like, ah, you know, and it just, and I, if I waited until I looked good enough, I literally would do one post a month because that's pretty mm. much the day I put makeup on, Yeah, you know, and do my hair properly. And if I did that, it would be a nightmare. It really would. And mm. I've rocked up today with you without any makeup. So if I only did the videos with makeup, I'm in deep trouble every totally. time I do something with a client. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's and it's just the whole social media side of things. It should be, for me, in my business, I'm like, mm -hmm. I want it to be real. I want our customers to see who we are, that it's okay to be who you are mm -hmm. because we're being who we are as well. And also just, um, yeah, just the ability to be yourself. And mm -hmm. I think it's just so, 
so very important that it's not a space where we where young people specifically keep seeing these prime pristine faces and this yeah, that. and it's okay for them if that's what they want to do yeah. you do you but I think having a, a balance at that of representation mm. you know and I'm not very I'm very white I'm very woman I'm very these things but I'm like this is still me and there are a lot of people who resonate with me mm. um, and and I think that's really important Can I, I, I want to ask you a question about the practicality around online and just some I've got questions but before we do that I will just say one of the things I've really loved about Madam Fancy Pants and say to other people including you know with my girls who are all gener- Generation Z two of which are you know, in the LGBTQ community. Mm. Um, uh, One of the things I have really valued from watching you as a business owner is that you do use your platform to um, show that you're an ally, that you're very clear that you're an ally. And I, I didn't understand the importance of that until my girls started talking about how important it was for them to have people be an ally. Um, you know, using your pronouns to show that it's okay to share our pronouns so that other people can show them and feel like, okay, understanding like that your place is a safe place for people wherever they are on the gender spectrum and understanding that if they're non-binary, they're going to feel like it's a safe place in your stores mm-hmm. or buying from you. Um, was that a conscious decision? I kind of this is a big topic, but was mm-hmm. that a conscious decision for you that that was really important? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It was a conscious decision. And I think that it kind of harks back with everything within your business, If depending on your business and who you are. You'll hear some Lego. Excuse that, that's mine. That's good, good, good. Because um, it's got to be value-based, you know, and people are like, oh, keep your personal out of your business. It's like, you can't. No, you, you, can't. Know, you, you can't. So as a small business owner, maybe it's, maybe it's easier when you've got a, you know, millions of businesses or something, but as a small business owner, I was like, these values, people have to know who I am, yeah. who I support to buy from me. You know, they have to know that I, these are the things that I value. Mm. These are the the, 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 um, the charities or the people that I support mm. in my own personal life and who your your money, if you purchase from me. It's going to go. Yeah. You know? and, I've, and it goes back to me and I was very lucky when I was very, very young to be introduced to the LGBTQI scene through my father's friends. And I met the most amazing couple queer couple who were just beautiful and I was like wow these people are amazing and then I never never questioned it since you know it was like it is what it is and I've had various best friends and one of my my best friends are are, are gay and they're fantastic and I think I can't imagine anything worse than not uh, supporting them through through my business as well because they are uh, you know not a minority but they are a a group of people who have still don't have equity and you no there's not equity there you know really yeah yeah Um, and I if I can do something I want to do something you know and I'm still learning that's not to say that I'm learning I and I I am a different generation XL where when we were when I was at university that's when gay gay, not even gay marriage but like just literally Mm. being gay was legalized yeah I often have to say to the girls hang on a minute you've just said something and I need to shift and, I, and I'll just say um, before I do ask about the the um, the e-commerce side um, the only hate mail I've ever had from this podcast is when I did the podcast with Thunderpants about them gendering their website and mm. I got so much hate mail 
which is just yeah. a sign yeah. of why it is really important to be an ally. Oh, I think, and Sophie, Sophie from Thunderpants is amazing. So. She is. Yeah, you guys are quite close. Like, yeah, yeah. She's she pops in. We pop in. Oh, uh, awesome. So <laughs> I, I have a question because I'm curious um, and let me know if I overstep, but will you have to reduce your range if you're moving out of Cuba Street? Like, where are you going to put everything? Like, don't specifically mm. where you can put everything, but are you going to have like a, um, a 3PR, like somewhere to distribute the stuff for you are you going to still pick and pack yourself or get support like how is it have you worked out how it's going to work yet yeah yeah totally so it'll all still be done 100 in in, house, in the store yeah. everything we packed lovingly by me and anna and one of our new new team that's about to come on and we'll have everything there so we're moving some things around i'm going to be with the closure of cuba street i'm looking at the fit out that i've got there what i'm going to move and what i'm going to keep and sell and all that kind of stuff um because i'm like a you know, I, I like, I love the things that I've brought there. So I want to see how I can utilize yes. them. Again. I hate wastage as well. I'm like, you know, yes, my drawer is filled with plastic bags that I can reuse. Um, <laughs> and how, how can I reuse this and use this in the new, in the space and redo that so it works and functions better? Mm. You know, and I guess we're always looking to make things better. So this is part of that kind of the evolution of Madam Fancy Pants too. This is going to be closing, but because that's closing, Greytown is going to be better mm. you know and there are some brands that we won't be able to take over with us because they've already got representation over there which is makes perfectly sense. fine yeah. you've you always had um, that in Greytown right like yeah, you've, yeah. But it's just it's online yeah it's a small town you can't I mean and it, it comes down to there are so many brands out there you know mm. and some of them I can't take even though I love them and I'm like that's really sad but if they ever pivot and change or do something then get in touch with me you know but there are so many people doing amazing things out there. Mm. There's no sense or reason why one business owner should be pissy because another business owner has yeah. the same thing. It's like, there's lots of things out there, you know, mm. there's lots of different things. So we can always find something to fill that gap that you feel that that brand, you know, not saying that they're completely replaceable, but that there are so many things, you know, mm. there are so many yeah. designers doing amazing things out there. And there's always going to be those things that you see working with your aesthetic you know yeah and you're going to always see what those things are there's I mean like yeah. I've got a podcast coming out with Annalise from Tikiti Boo but I'm bumping her for this um but you know sorry. She, yeah sorry Annalise but sorry, um Annalise. she but she went you know I've known her for ages and and one of the things I that I told talked about with her is like she's always innovating with her artists and things for new mm. products. So you're going to always have new artists and new things mm. to bring in that would be a perfect fit for your aesthetic. Mm. So looking, having to hold on to some things and I guess in a fear or lack of growth mentality isn't really fitting this whole thing that you're doing. That no. because actually there's quite a. I was just thinking, what's interesting for me is that sometimes to have a growth mentality. Just this is a thing in my head. Growth mentality and involves shrinking. Yeah, one, because totally you, you're coming in this with a growth mentality. Mm. And I don't is, think it's, it's a shrinking about, mentality. No, it is, and it's, it is about mindset. You know, and I'm and I, and I work through with all my years of toing and froing and toing and froing and then decision. I was like, mindset is so important. I was like, in order to grow, I need to reduce. Yeah, and that's okay. And I and I think really focusing on the fact, you know, for a while I was like, oh, boo, boo, boo me. I feel like I'm letting my team down. I feel like I'm letting Cuba Street down. Yeah. I love Cuba Street. I was born in Wellington and Arrow Valley. You know, I swam in the bucket fountain as a child. <laughs> you know, got a 
apparently a good immune system for it. Um, and I love the area and I want to see it thrive so badly, you know, and to be part of the part of its story has been so special. And to feel like I'm now pulling out of that story does make me feel quite sad. But then I'm like, actually, you know what? I was there for this long. I was part mm. of this journey for this long. And that's really special. And to not look back and go, was it, was it, what is it song? Don't look back in anger or something by, I don't know, what's that? Pulp, someone. Anyway, um, <laughs> one, of those, one of those European groups. And I was like, I don't want to look back with sadness or anger. I want to look back and be like, that was really, really cool. And we had some amazing times and I met some incredible customers who became beautiful friends mm -hmm. and helped so many people, had so many amazing conversations and felt like I was part of growing an area, you know, a rise. I want to be part of the rising tide, floating the boats, recommending other stores, being an advocate for our city. And I can do that still in Greytown. You know, I can be that advocate there as well. And I can invest into the community there fully, which I'm really excited about. You know, it's really exciting. One of the things that defined me or helped me make my decision feel better for me back back when was I was talking to my friend Deb and she said, you know, you've got customers, you attract customers with broken wings. I do. I often have people who need a little bit of like comforting mm. and massaging, yeah. not physical massaging, that sounds weird, but like, <laughs> you know, emotional massaging and business massaging. And she said, to do that well, you can't have a business that has a broken wing. Mm, you mm. can't have people in your team that you're needing to go and jump in and fix and there weren't at that time there weren't that many but I had been that person who always liked going oh that person needs a job and I'm gonna help um and so I and so I'd had that a little bit but I think that that's the thing with with business ownership for you for it to grow into the thing that's best for you holding on to Cuba now would be holding on to a business with a broken wing mm. and feeling the responsibility of having to maintain Cuba and help Cuba build up again, Cuba Street build up again, but the cost to you, it's kind of, it is like Jacinda. It's like, where is that balance of I am, I could do this and I could be that person and I could, I could participate in this and it's an amazing privilege. And then the balance of that with this is actually inside killing me. I'm feeling like this is revolt. I'm starting to feel that thing. There is a balance. Yeah, there has and there has to be, you know, there really, really has to be because, you know, as I was saying before, you're on you're on the town the train to become the mayor of resentment. Uh, and I think that's the the end place for so many businesses when they just they it's gone too far. Mm -hmm. You've overstepped and you're in the space where you're just like, you can't do any more, can't do it anymore. And I remember when I was first setting up the business and setting up the stores, and I was like, when will I know? when it's time to mm. close, like when, what will be the, the signals, you know, everyone, you know, you think about these things, you're like, what will be the thing that will tell me you're done? And I remember at the time thinking if some new wallpaper and like changing the shop around or this kind of thing, giving it a bit of a zhuzh doesn't fix it. Yeah. You know, if, that, if I still come back or I've kind of done the zhuzh and I come back and I'm feeling flat still, like that's a pretty good indication that yeah. something isn't on the on the trajectory I want it to be in. Mm. So yeah, yeah, like the holiday or the the refresh isn't fixing it. Yeah, because you know? I do think a lot of people <clears throat> come into twenty twenty three really tired. Mm. And I spent two years coming in really tired during the pandemic, and this is the first year I haven't. But I know it's because last year I 
actively stepped back and actually spent time. But I could do that without having, it did cost our business. We did basically shut down my arm of the business mm. to do that. Um, and now I do feel really energized, but I, I think that if you can't do that with, with something functioning, you have to let go of that thing and, and be prepared for something to die so that you, the, the, the business owner is the biggest asset the business has, no yeah. matter what. So you either have to look after yourself or you have to remove the, you know, like you can't, you can't no. do it. Um, no. and, that, and that's that whole, um, you know, put your mask on first. It comes down yes. to that. Every, yeah, you can't. Day, you have to put your mask on first. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I couldn't. I was like, I've got to put this mask on because I'm not being the leader that I need to be for my team. Like, they're not going to step out of this <clears throat> if they leave the store, if they leave their employment. I'm like, I know within myself, I have not given them the experience and the the journey that mm-hmm. I want them to have. Like, I haven't given them. Like for for the years experience that I've been learning and changing and growing myself, I'm like, I know that I could have taught them more and helped them more on their own, like, you know, working life journey. So, mm-hmm. and I kind of, I told, you know, my team the other day when we were talking um, and I said, you know, I feel, I feel like I've let them down somewhat because I just don't have it in myself for the last few years to do what I, I know I would like to do with them, you know, and I want them to grow in themselves because they're young, they're young, you know, yeah. I'm like, I can see myself and at your age. And I'm like, gosh, I, I kind of wish I had someone that mm-hmm. just was nurturing me along the way and helping me grow and helping me learn. And, you know, not, not micromanaging, or, but just being there and present. Helping them blossom people. into who they were being. Yeah. 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 And I was doing that, that as an, as a boss. Like it's a hundred percent. Yeah. That's what you want. You want people to leave your space and your employment feeling like, Oh, I, I learned so much and I feel so much more like myself and I, or I feel like I've grown and I feel like I've taken on from that, that, that journey. Cause every, every, you know, experience you have, you know, it just adds to your your melting pot of you, you know. Um, and I just want, I always want that person's experience to be really positive and feel mm. like they've come out, you know, somewhat better. Change, change. change. Yeah. 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 So, so with, if someone else is listening to this and going, oh, I feel like I, I need something to shift and change in my business this year, but this sounds really scary and really big. What would you say to them? Like what was, what were some of the things that helped you make the decision? Were there some like moments that were a bit gut-wrenching that you were like, oh, I didn't actually want to know that reality. Like did some of that help or was it a mix of that and lots of reflective walking? Like what helped you? What helped me, I think, was knowing that I can do it. Like, which is a weird contradictory thing because you're like, I'm giving it up. I'm stopping it, but I know I can do it. Like, so it was a conscious decision mm, as opposed to being in a situation maybe a year's time where mm, there's no option and you literally no have option. to do it. That's a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like um, Jacinda being ousted. Yeah, exactly. She was ousted yeah. and she's like, oh, and that would give you And that. then I want, well, I wanted to quit, so that was great. Like it's yeah. a different experience. <clears throat> exactly. And I think making, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Sorry, Jacinda. You've, if, you've been, <laughs> if you've been doing it, you've been doing it, you've been giving you all. And you know that you can do it, but right now you just can't do it, Yes, you know? And so I know that in my head and I talked to, I've got some other amazing best friends who are in business and they were just like one who was actually just recently <clears throat> sold her business. And she was like, I know I can do it. Yeah. You know, like I'm sad, but I'm relieved because I know that 
should the time come like in five years and I go, ah, you know what? I feel like having another shop on Cuba Street. Mm. I know I can do it. You yeah. know, like it's, it's, I, I feel like the confidence where I'm like, I haven't completely end, top ended out. I've just mm. been, made a conscious decision going, this is not right for me right now. I need to make some changes. But like should it. the space, the space be available for me to do that again? Mm-hmm. I know I can do it. You know, because I think it's it's actually saying that even when everything feels out of control, we still have the ability to control our own decision making process. Mm-hmm. And then from that, that gives us the confidence that we can use all the way through. Yeah, yeah, that's totally it. And if you've, you've if you've yeah. started up a business and you've been doing it for however long, and you're reaching like that psychological space where you're like I'm not okay it's not working for me anymore it's not even my family and you go not right now mm-hmm. I need to put a either put a pin I in it, it stop it pull back because you can do it again yeah you know yeah. and that's the thing you could always do it again mm. you know if you've not reached the point of no return where you've debt collecting and you're you know when, when it's yeah. gone that, point that is when, when it like, stops being a choice and it starts being really scary <clears throat> exactly exactly if you've not reached that point yet and you're in the kind of t- teetering around like it's not feeling great mm-hmm. then you probably need to listen to that gut and be like it's not great let's let's pull back and let's put a pin in it whatever whatever we need to do and then if I feel like I've got space for it down the track let's let that grow again I I've been saying on constant repeat to anyone that would listen to me this year um Mm -hmm. you know I've got a girl one of my daughters is leaving home in a few weeks and she's terrified of change Mm -hmm. and I have been in one of them's last year of uni and she's terrified of uh, last year of school and she's terrified of change too and I've been saying to them both and anyone else who'll listen, there are no wrong decisions. Like you, mm. your other decision could have been, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to keep going with Cuba Street mm. and I'm going to give it another go. And that also wouldn't have been a wrong decision if it's the one you felt that you were right. Mm. Like if you really went, no, I've got the, the thing in my tank. I can do this. That also wouldn't have been a wrong decision, potentially. Mm. I mean, you might've regretted it like later on, like <laughs> either way, you, you know, but I, I think for me, it's about finding the decision that sits right for you today with the mm. life you have, the dreams you have. And then when you've made that decision, it opens up the door to a whole lot of other little decisions that happen and, and journeys. But mm. unless you make a decision instead of just getting stuck in this, like that waiting space and Dr. Seuss, you know, the waiting room, oh, the decision yeah. is the thing that, that brings Let you forward. forward. Yeah. yeah you're not languishing. Anymore. No, exactly. And I do, I hundred percent feel like that. Like I was, I was toying with the idea for so long and it just felt so heavy and hard and like breaking me, you know, so sad and all these things. And I was like, I have to make a decision because this, yeah, this waiting room space, this space that I'm in is, is not, it's, it's, I can't carry on like this. It's draining me. That is the thing. Yeah. It was easier. And when I made the decision, I just went, Oh, I just feel so much better. Yeah. I mean, I'm still sad. Yes. But <clears throat> I've made the decision and I'm firm in that decision now and I can see mm-hmm. I've got space to do something else now. So. so so tell me, you might not have thought about this yet. I do because I'm a constant future thinker. But tell me, so if, if Cuba Street is is closing its doors on the, the 23rd, I think it was on February, mm-hmm. and that's gone, and then there'll be like a few months where there's probably a few bits of here, there, and everywhere that you've got to kind of sort out and finishing things. Tell me, 
six months time, what do you think your life looks like? Have you done that? I haven't thought about too much because I I think I'm very much like a... You've got to get through the next bit. Get through (laughs) the next bit. Like if there's a big event or a big thing happening, I'm like, just need to plan for that event. And then... I'll start thinking about the next bit. But I do feel very positive about it. I feel like I see some more space. Mm. I feel like I see there's going to be a lot more energy for me to focus on the Greytown store and making that really thrive. Because I feel like at the moment I'm kind of sub-thriving. You know? (laughs) I know. That shop, yeah, it's good, it's okay. In that shop, yeah, it's good, it's okay. But I I want to full-ass the thing, you know? Yeah, I do get I'm it. Yeah. And I want to full ass it. And so I see that there's going to be a space for me to be able to grow Greytown and help nurture my team there. And also I see space for me to get back into my making my jewelry, which is where I very first yeah, started. Yeah, that's where you started, right? Like that's yeah, originally yeah. you did. So you'll be able yeah. to build that again yeah to build that again and I we've got because we've got the atelier, <laughs> the, atelier the workshop says um I want to hold workshops there and and teach people and do jewelry workshops there I love and that and that's a play, thing that Wellingtonians would come and do mm, on yeah. a day or a visit that come out and do that with you mm, mm. Yeah. and I want to nurture that side of things so I want to I want to get back into my creativity as well. I love, I love and that's it. tricky because I think a lot of a lot of creative business owners come in with the creativity. Maybe they're making their own product, they've got their own range, or they're they're doing something. They're like, I'll open a shop. Yeah, yeah. let's open a shop. Why don't we open a shop? It always let's sounds like a shop. fun idea and, at the time. And it is. And it's great. And it's and I love it. I love, I really do love customer service as well. So there was this real battle between like my creative self wanting to make jewelry and mm-hmm. make the space do all these pretty things and make like lovely things between that and like my love for cu- really good customer service and just really giving people a really good experience. And so I'm like, well, you can't always be on the floor. You can't always be there. So that, that's that been quite tricky. That's been like a real butthead. So I'm really looking forward to seeing if I can make those two work together where I'm I'm being creative, but I'm also having the time I need in the customer service realm. We work in completely different industries, um, but I will tell you it is 100% possible. Because this was the this was the struggle I had, and it was killing me. Like it literally felt like it was physically killing me. Mm, mm. And I think people that don't have that creative surge don't understand it. But when you don't have time to invest in that creativity, everything else is a little bit grayer. Yeah. And and you can be really sensible and professional and stuff, and love lots of stuff about your job. But if you're not feeding that creativity, I what I have done and what I encourage my clients to do is if you've got that you just build a life where you've got that day blocked or that two, you have to learn to really prioritize that time, mm. but the business can be very vibrant yes. if you do it. And I love that now. Mm. I, and, and one of my clients who is like a weight loss coach, she now has two days for creativity in her mm. week. And I'm like, this is the thing. This is a good thing. No matter what the industry to feed yes. your creative spirit and to grow, this is the age of the artist. We haven't had an age of the artist since, I don't know, the 13th, uh, 13th century or something. Like, like there's been a- ages of it, but this is the new age of the artist. Mm-hmm. You need to feed it. And I love that you're doing that. I think that's so exciting. And I want to buy one of you. I want to buy a set of your earrings when, you know. <laughs> we'll you make it. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, just, uh, you know, make sure you put them on the website. <laughs> um, 
it's been a huge pleasure having you on the podcast and thank you for your openness about it. I'm really looking forward to sharing this um, with others because I know this will be so helpful. Uh, if people want to um, buy from you, um, besides coming to Greytown, and they can obviously pop into Cuba Street before you close. Mm-hmm. And if you've been a customer of Madame Fancy Pants and haven't been there for a while, do go in. I mean, Claire might start to doubt when she starts having hordes of people, but she won't because she's made a decision. Um, <laughs> but do go in, clear out as much as the stuff that's in there as possible so she doesn't have to shift it anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Move <laughs> things, finding things, new homes. Yeah, you know, so you know, I, I actually have. I should have warned though. I've got my favorite earrings, which I get compliments for all the time. My daughter bought them for me at Madame Fancy Pants, um, and I get stopped on the street for them. Shut up! I do. It's amazing. I'm everywhere. Well, I went through. I had to fly to fly to um, Christchurch earlier in the week, and I got stopped like by four people in security who wanted oh. to ask me. And then I got the first the um, one of the flight attendants actually went. Oh my gosh, where'd you get those from? So. I know. Um, so that's quality. Um, but also, <clears throat> if they want to find you on the interwebs and, and have a look at what you've got, uh, where would they find you? So we're on all the social. Well, not all of them, actually. I lie. We, oh, we are on the TikTok, but I can't deal with the TikTok. I am going to get you to go on to the TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're on Instagram, which I love. And you'll see my face on there probably quite frequently on stories. I get jump on there. And they have very um, funny posts as well about jokes. <laughs> I'm always like, how'd you come up with that idea? I love, I love those. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people use kind of like the the meme text memes, but I just love them. And I think they I just love them. lightness to people's I days because they're so relatable. And I'm like, this is it. This is me. Oh my God, you know? Yeah. So balancing the, um, those. And I also like to think we balance that cuss and kind as well. Where it's yeah, I think you do. Yeah. Real, but it's also so important to be kind. So finding mm-hmm. that beautiful balance between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on Instagram, just Madam Fancy Pants. Um, on Facebook, Madam Fancy Pants NZ. And on our website, just Madam Fancy Pants com or .co.nz. Oh, both. Yeah, yeah, we've got both. I, I tried to get MFP, but there's a guy out there. I've asked him so many times. If you're listening, guy that owns MFP.co.nz, please just sell it to me. You're not using it. Can I just have it? <laughs> Anyone knows who owns MFP? Could you let them know? .co.nz, please. Yeah. Um, and it's a very long name sometimes. I'm like, oh, it's a great name, but man, typing there or writing there, so you Google it and it'll come up. It's in search. So you guys, <laughs> Madam Fancy Pants, you'll know what it is. Yeah. Um, it's been such a pleasure, Claire. Like <laughs> I'm I'm really pleased that you had the guts to show up today on of all days to come and do this topic. Um, because I do think it's so important. So thank you so much. I know that um that this has been something that people will feel. And if you're listening to this or you're reading the stuff column and you want to say to Claire, um, you know, hey. We love you. Um, do send her a message because I'm sure she'd appreciate it because um, yeah, it was Just a really reach- beautiful message. Thank you. And reach out if you want to have a call at all about some decisions. If you want to chat to me about it, then I'd be more than happy. Pop me a little DM or something. More than happy to just like nut it out if you want to have a whinge or a rant. Let's mm-hmm. get it on, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so well, thank important. you so much. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for having me, Rachel. As I alluded to in the podcast with Claire, who shared so generously, we had to have a major downsize, which I've talked about, I think, episode two of Map It Marketing podcast talks about the story, and it's in my book, Be a Spider, Build a Web. And we had to have a major change, and I can say, you know, six years past that, boy, am I glad we did it. If you're in a waiting place, if you're struggling, if you've come into 2023 tired again, 
Now, I spent two years being tired, 2021, 2022, and most of 2020, let's be honest. And I've come out of that. If I hadn't, we would need to make changes. And I did change my model. I changed the way we're doing things so that I could be released from that exhaustion. You need to have a business that isn't one that drains every part of joy and energy from your body. Your business should be something that you want to go to, that you want to grow, and that you're excited to be at. And if it's not like that and things aren't doing what they're meant to, then you need to make choices. Be proactive. Don't wait. Do what Claire has done and think about the choices. It doesn't have to be shutting something down. It might be altering something or moving completely away from it or changing something in it. But don't make it a passive choice. Be active and choose. I wasn't planning to have this podcast this week, but I felt this story was so important. And I hope you did too. If you want to talk about it and and discuss some of the ideas in here, do come and be part of the Map It Marketing group on Facebook. And um, I'd love to hear from you too. You can drop me a line and uh, rachel at identifymarketing.co.nz if you'd just like to tell me what you thought of this episode. I'm, I'll read everything you send and I might send a brief reply, but I'll reply to anything that you write me around this, this topic too. So um, yeah, I hope to hear from you and um, I'll talk to you next week. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.